With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're, you're, you're listening to TPV Virtual Radio. It's live, it's live. Right, now right now on the Psalmist Voice on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're, you're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go. It's your girl, Psalmist Jones, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. It's the two-time stellar award considered, spin award nominated. You're listening to The Voice, to The Voice, the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. What's good, radio family? It's your boy, the Psalmist Voice. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network keeps getting hotter, and we have that Holy Ghost smoke just for you. Sundays, it's the return of TPV Rebirth with your truly the Psalmist Voice at 2 p.m. Central. Followed by Mondays, Indie Fam Nation, exclusively on Clubhouse at 8.15 a.m. Tuesdays, Victory Over the Weights of Life with author and speaker Deanne Lubrin at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, Illuminating Word Ministries with Apostle Dr. Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5.15 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, the hottest interview on the planet, the exclusive interview with your truly the Psalmist voice by booking only. Saturdays, Saturdays Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Followed by The Locker Room with Coach D every second and fourth Saturday at 4 p.m. Look us up on Facebook, also on Twitter, and our YouTube channel, the Psalmist Voice Radio Network, and walk with us, family. Let's go! You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network.
It's time for the locker room with Coach D right now on TPV Radio. Radio. What's going on? Yep, we're back again. You are now in the locker room. I'm Coach D, and it's December the 11th, 2021. Man. When I sit back, I go, my goodness, where did this year go? And, you know, we've had some trying times. I know last year, 2020, was very, very difficult for everyone. I mean, if you got a heartbeat and a pulse, it was difficult for you. The pandemic was just running rampant. Things were shut down, turned off, and it was just crazy, crazy time. But guess what? We endured it. And we went on to 2021. And, you know, and this year has been kind of different for me. I don't know about for you out there listening, but, it, it, you know, trying to get to a place of normalcy where you can have a fabric of the life that, you know, you, you can be comfortable with, it was kind of challenging. It, it was. It was really challenging mentally, emotionally, just sitting and, and trying to get back, you know, what you think you've lost. But I will share this with you and what I've learned. The revelation that I've learned to this is that I am stronger than what I've ever imagined. If I can deal with the pandemic, I can deal with just about anything, you know, with the, the mask up, mask off, uh, places closed, can't get different goods. But I made it through. It did not kill me. And it did not shake my face because guess what? I know there's one that sits on the throne. His name is Jesus, and he's always advocating in my behalf. So we're about to round this year off and go into 2022. We have some new goals and visions here at the locker room. I can just say put your seatbelts on and get ready because we're going to blast off going into 2022. Well, hey, man. Well, I'm Coach D. And this is the locker room. This is the Men of Purpose locker room that we've got. It's a place for you. It's a place for where we can come and talk about issues, issues that plague us as men, you know, because Ezekiel 2230 has been a scripture that's been almost burned in my heart when God said he searched for someone to he searched for a man to stand in the gap that he could heal the land, but he could not find None And so that's just like a clarion call to me Where I said you know what Lord We're going to develop and put something So men can have something that they can put in their pocket And put in their toolbox And that they can be qualified when you call on them They can step to the cause and the purpose in their life when you need them So this is what the locker room is for And we hope you've been enjoying it You can go out on uh, Spotify Apple Music, just about every streaming platform out there. And you can listen to our series from when we started back in, I believe it was April of this year we started. And, you know, it's just good content. The coaches, the coaching staff here is just an incredible group of men, very anointed. My brothers, I love them dearly. And it's just some good foundational stuff. Even heard a testimony last night that we're even the youth, are getting this. There's a young man that I guess he testified that how he's been listening to the locker room and the impact that it had in his life. And I was just so excited about that because that's 
That's why God's got us here. That's why we're here to make an impact for the kingdom of heaven. Well, I got to give my shout out before I get the other coaching staff in here. Um, I think we're going to be down a coach today. Coach Coleman has some prior commitments, so God bless him. We love him. Just anointed man. He, he, he may not be here today with us in person, but he's here in spirit. And he's always, always a vital part of this coaching staff. Well, I want to give my shout-out. First and foremost, I'd like to give a shout-out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, y'all, because you know what? He made all this possible. He took a knucklehead, a rebellious knucklehead like me that couldn't get it right for nothing in the world, waited patiently, and turned things around. And that's why I'm here with you today, because he didn't give up on me, and he's not going to give up on you. No matter what, where you're at, what you've done, what you're doing, where you you know what you think you might do. We serve an awesome and awesome mighty God, and he is very patient, full of mercy, and full of grace. I want to give a shout-out to my amazing wife. She's had some struggles. Um, just continue to pray for her physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. She's an amazing woman to put up with me, first and foremost, and to really love me. And that's the, the vital part of it is she loves me. And I just thank God for it because the Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And she is my good thing. And I just thank God for her. I got to give a shout out to my children, my grandchildren. You know, this is the Christmas season coming up. And, you know, it's about family during this time and giving back. And, you know, I just thank God for each and every one of them because they made this season in my life just so so enjoyable. They, they, they're always there. They lift me up. And I just enjoy being their father, grandfather, and just just an amazing, amazing, amazing group of kids. I got to give a shout out to TTV Ministries. Pastor Chris over there in, in, in Central Texas just brought me on board several years ago, really believed in the gifting and calling of my life when I didn't even believe it. And been here with TPV. Uh, from the grassroots, you know, I, I would like to say when we were just a little outhouse radio station out in the middle of nowhere. And now, now we have leveled up and we're ministering to thousands all over the world. And I just thank God for Pastor Chris and just really keeping the, the vision and, and, and staying the course against all the obstacles where the enemy would look to come and try to shut it down. i like to thank God for him. I want to thank God for this amazing coaching staff that we've got. I mean, these guys have come alongside of me and just been phenomenal men of God, very anointed. I love each and every one of these brothers dearly. They are just amazing guys, and I just thank God that he allowed me to labor with them in this season of my life. And I want to give a special, special shout-out to Bridgepoint Church over in Mobile, Alabama. They invited me and my wife out last night uh, for a little, little Christmas. Um, it was kind of a, a like a movie night or whatever. Just amazing people. We felt just very welcome, just felt like family long time. First time there. It was our first time there, but they they made sure that we had a warm welcome, and they're just amazing, amazing people. And I just thank God for them, and I just ask God to continue to bless and grow their ministry. I think it's Pastor Andy, um, great guy, great guy. I had an opportunity to meet him briefly. He's just a 
real great guy. So shout out to Bridgepoint Church, Mobile, Alabama. God bless you. Thank you. We had an amazing time last night. Uh, we'll be back to visit again. We we really, really enjoyed it. Amen. Well, that's all my shout out, folks. Let me get this, the coaching staff introduced to you because these guys are chomping at the bit. I told them what we were going to talk about today, and I, I kind of laid it out for them. And they were just, man, let's go. I had to hold them back, man. They were just really excited and ready to go. And I know the Holy Ghost is just going to anoint this time, and he's going to do some things with these coaches to bring to you just some awesome, awesome, awesome godly content. Well, first up, I want to get my man Tut, Coach Tut, real great guy, brother of mine. He was the one that's over at Bridgepoint and invited us to just an awesome, awesome man of God and his beautiful, wonderful wife. I, I'm still wondering how he pulled that off. Cause she's she looks too much. <laughs> but she is, I wonder that every day. <laughs> I, 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 I really, only by the grace of God. I, I Hallelujah. That, I guess truly, truly, truly blessings fall down. Coach Tom, you got any shout outs you'd like to give out? What is good, metal locker room? I, uh,. <laughs> Yeah, every day I wake up, it's truly by the grace of God only that my wife is next to me. Um, you know, it, it's I am I'm raring to go. Uh, I really feel that the Holy Spirit is moving on this message. Um, you know, Brother Don, I appreciate you uh, giving a shout out to Bridgepoint. Um, we loved having you last night, you and your wife. Um, it was really good to see y'all out and. Uh, you know, just sometimes we have to remember, even when you do church with people, you have to you, still, you have to be more a part of their life than just on Sunday. Yes. You know, and I feel that last night was a good opportunity for that for that fellowship aspect. Um, you know, while still keeping it God centric, it was all about you know socializing last night. So. Um, Man. you know, I'm, I'm glad to be back. It's, uh, yes, enemy sir. doing everything that he can to keep me. Uh, and, uh, I, I, I see his distractions coming, coming from a distance away now better than I did. Uh, that's just one of those things when you start getting comfortable, you know, you better get ready for it. Uh, but I'm back. I'm ready to roll. I'd like to give a shout-out to my beautiful wife, Samantha, uh, and for her loving support in this ministry and in supporting me because while he turned around a knucklehead like Brother Don, uh, I am still a knucklehead. Um, He didn't take away that aspect from me. So, uh, (laughs) But I'd like to give a shout-out to my boys, Bryce and Brody, you know, they are my motivation for wanting to be a better man um, and to want to raise them as men of God. So uh, with that, I'll turn it back over to you, Coach Don. Amen. Amen. It, 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 was, it was it was an amazing time. And thank you guys once again for inviting us. This next coach, I'm going to bring him up. He is, I mean, this guy is 
just the epitome of humility and meekness. And I got a chance to meet him earlier this year, and, and, and we've been rubbing elbows and sharing the word. Awesome, awesome, awesome man of God. Met his wife, too. She's an amazing, amazing woman of God. I love these two. I love, I, I just love their energy and spirit in the Lord and what they bring and just their, their heart for the things of God. Coach Lash, you on the line. Hey, Coach D, Coach Tut, good to, good to be here. Good to be with you guys again. And uh, I just uh, really look forward to this message. Uh, just like Coach Tut said, this is the uh, Holy Spirit has uh, uh, really got us on this message because I think it's something that everybody is struggling with at some level right now. And uh, so it's a, it's a great subject. And that's part of my shout out is just the Holy Spirit who's leading us in all truth and just giving us, uh, um, you know, wisdom and understanding a spirit of wisdom and revelation that we uh, uh, need in this hour. And then, uh, of course, uh, I just uh, really love you coaches and just thank you guys for uh, not just setting the bar high, but helping and encouraging us to reach that. I know uh, just in my life, just, just you guys and your presence and the encouragement uh, has helped me immensely. So just thank you guys uh, for that. And then, of course, my my wonderful wife, Renee, who uh, just makes it uh, so much easier because uh, as I'm getting ready for things like this, she's out taking care of all the other stuff that needs to happen. So just wonderful, uh, wonderful help meet. And so just, uh, and then, of course, the last one shout out today is a MMTI, Mighty Men Institute. That is just such a wonderful uh, ministry. It's not just Thursday nights. It's all week. I mean, for, you know, so it's just uh, another resource that the Lord uses just to encourage and strengthen during the week. I'm just thankful to Coach Small and the uh, the men who make that possible. Thank you, and it's great to be here with you guys. Amen, amen. Yeah, I can't forget about them guys over there at Mighty Men's Training Institute. Coach Small, he's the guy, he's like the the, the uh, general manager here of the locker room. He's the guy behind the scenes. You know, we're, we're up front. We do our things here, but we also need guys that's behind the scenes doing things, making sure that we're doing what we're supposed to do on, and, and keeping us accountable for what we do. And that's Coach Small. Shout out to him and his wife, Tracy. Uh, just come back from a vacation. Them guys, I love them guys. I've been knowing them. 20 plus years now and they've never changed and that's the thing they've never changed 20 plus years when we were young folks now we're old folks and they still are the same well this next coach this guy's my road dog man me and him been rolling in the trenches for almost three years now i mean this guy is if you want to see what warrior looks like in the word you can look at this coach. I mean, I've had to pull him off the battlefield with bullet holes, but he never gives up and he never stops. He just keeps on grinding for Jesus. He keeps on working no matter what it looks like or how hard he gets. This guy is really what you call steadfast in the Lord. Coach Newton, I know you're out there. I know you, you got something for him. Give him a shout-out this morning. 
or this afternoon. I'm sorry. Well, the offensive coach is in the building, and I'm setting myself up to be ejected from the game as usual. But we have a subject that we're going to go hard in the paint in, so it would be fitting that one of us would get ejected from the game because sometimes what we're dealing with when we go hard in the paint when we're trying to explain the word of god in the way we understand it as men and we're able to communicate that that's what's effective so i'm ready to get it in i've been chopping at the bit for the last week actually i've been Chomping at the bit for this whole month. But see, that's my story, and you'll hear it in the preaching. I need to calm down because I get a little bit of habit way before time. But I want to give my shout-out to PPB Radio family. Got to give a shout-out to my kiddos, CJ, Tajanique, Jalen, Tyreek, Ian, and Tajanay. Daddy loves you all. Two pieces. Also, got to give a shout-out to the people that are watching that's making TPV Radio what it is. We are growing by leaps and bounds. We have almost 15, almost 1,500 people that are subscribed just to the radio page alone. I haven't even counted anything else. So, I know God has us here for a season, but I'm going to pump my brakes because there's a lot to say, and we ain't got a lot of time to say it. So this is the offensive coach. So I'm ready to go back to you. Amen. Amen. Man, that's awesome. Awesome. God is always doing some awesome things. So if you listen to us live via Facebook or any other medium live, This is going to be a hot topic, and we want to hear from you. This is going to be one of those where the rubber meets the road type of topics. So if you're listening, call in, 515-605-9873. And our engineer will let us know if you're on the line, if you got a testimony, you got something you want to share, you got a question, call in. We're we're ready, man. We're, we're, We're going to put the gates of hell on notice right now. We are locked, loaded, and ready to get going here. 515-605-9873. Give us a call because we're going to be here for a minute, and we're going to be warned and fighting in the spirit. And you got something you want to share, please share it. Amen. Well, before we get started, I want to, I want to, I just got to, we got to plow the ground with some prayer on this one, y'all, because this one is, got some strongholds attached to it. It's got some mindsets in it. And that we want to give the Holy Spirit every opportunity to start breaking, yanking, and shaking things loose in the Spirit. So, Father, I just thank you once again. We are here. Me and the coaches are here with our sleeves rolled up and our bootstrings tight to go to war for you against the enemy of your people of the ones that would look to arrest the minds of your people, dear Father. We come against anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. We come against any confusion. We come against any bad mindset or doctrine, dear Father. As we go forward with this topic, why shouldn't I 
quit because we know that you are faithful with your promises. We know that your love is everlasting. And we know more than anything, Jesus, that you gave your life for each and every person listening today, that they can come back and be reconciled back to the Father. So, Holy Spirit, it is your time. This is your show. This is your way as we go forward with this topic. And I just ask you to anoint each and every coach here today. Let it not be their words, but be your words straight from the throne room of heaven. Because we are will open our mouth and be messengers to what you have to say. So I thank you, Lord, for honoring this prayer. And I thank you for touching each and every individual that's out there listening now that you start to open their eyes, their ears, and their hearts to receive what you have for them today. For I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all, here we go. Get ready. Get ready. Here we go. I opened the show this morning, or this, I keep saying this morning. Praise God. It, it must be something in the morning. But I opened the show this afternoon, and... I had made a statement about the pandemic last year. And, you know, just kind of reflecting back on that real quick, just the people's attitudes and the hopelessness that that thing brought. You know, and people were really steadfastly trying to serve God. They were trying to do it, you know, online. They were trying to do it on the phone. They they tried every creative way, but it still kind of left a residue of hopelessness. And when you're going forward in this walk, there's going to be times that it's going to be hard. And the Lord put this topic on me and the coach's heart, this question, why shouldn't I just quit? Hmm. And then that's a question. And, you know, it's a real question. It's a real question that, that we all have had and we've all had to wrestle with, or at least most of us had at some point in time. Because you think you go to church, you read the word, you pray, you go to this assembly, you go to that meeting, you go to this conference, and it just seems like all hell breaks loose. And you're steady getting knocked down, beat up, kicked in the teeth, and you wonder why. I'm supposed to be doing everything that the word is telling me to do, but it doesn't feel good. It just keeps getting harder and harder. So why shouldn't I just quit? Why can't I just go back to drinking my 40s, smoking my blunt, chasing women, doing these different things when it was easy? But now I gave my life to Jesus and I'm trying to do this thing and it's hard. Why shouldn't I quit? Well, we're coming today And we're going to tell you, you're not alone. You're in good company. There has been people down through the Bible, through the Word, people that I know personally that have to endure and keep enduring and keep enduring. But we live for hope. We don't live for right now. We live for hope. And the hope is in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Well, if you got your Bibles out, I don't know what medium you use in the Bible. I'm, I've been in this flipping the page mode, so I got my, 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 my Bible out, and I'm going to flip some pages today. But, hey, if you got it on your phone and 
and you may be somewhere that's fine on your tablet or you may be at your computer. However you can get the word in, I'm going to have you to turn to Ephesians 6 and 12. Ephesians 6 and 12. Now, it may be a portion of Scripture you heard for the first time, and maybe it's just something that you, you, you hear regularly or heard preached regularly. But we're going to break this thing down today. I'm telling you, we are really going to break it down. Ephesians 6 and 12, and I'm reading out of the New King James today. I may break out my Passion Translation. I'm not sure yet. We'll see what the Holy Spirit says. But Ephesians 6 and 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Man, that's a mouthful right there. But we're going to break this down because a lot of times we're in the wrong fight. That's part of the reason you get so wore out. You're fighting the wrong thing. Mm. So we're going to break this down for you today. And I got to get Coach Lass up here first because he's my special teams guy. And he's going to break this down. Coach Lass. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. How can oh, we get the guys to understand that, Coach? Break it down to them. Well, Coach D, it's, uh, you're exactly right. That uh, verse really explains it so well that uh, what we're really fighting against is the principalities and powers that Jesus came. And this is what's neat is Jesus came and defeated those. So, uh, what I really like is actually if we go to verse 10, it says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's where this battle is fought. And we put Amen. on the whole armor of God that we'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So he really, in Ephesians 6, he gives us such a good definition of who we're fighting against and how we can win because we do it in the power of God's might. And with the armor, we can stand against the devil. He has, he has no power. He has, uh, you'll notice that our sword is the uh, word of God. You know, that's, that's all, all we have to do is just proclaim the word that God has given us in his power and might, and it defeats the enemy. So, But what happens is we see these things, happening and we associate them with the people and things around us and and we'll become angry or lash out at those things and that's it's counterproductive because you're actually fighting the wrong battle you're you're actually hurting people who we should be praying for and lifting up and interceding for but we'll get distracted and not see the true force behind it and mm. and then some of us will try to fight in the natural and physical ways of try to defeat an enemy that isn't uh, a physical enemy. We're fighting a spiritual spiritual wickedness. You know, this is a spiritual fight. Uh, we it's hard for people when they don't understand that we are in a spiritual realm. This this world is a physical manifestation that was created out of the spiritual. So 
we're battling against things that we can't see that aren't flesh and blood that are spiritual in nature and we can't attack those things and be victorious over them in the physical you have to attack those in the spiritual and uh, as christ said he's overcome you know he's overcome we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and uh it's just uh uh it's just keeping that in perspective, keeping that. It's so easy when you go into the office and somebody's attacking you or, or, you know, you you see something in the newspaper and you, mm-hmm. uh, or in the news and you get angry about that because it's something that's evil or wicked. But what you have to understand is behind that, that Jesus died for each and every person each and every person, regardless of what they've done, regardless what they've been through in their life. And if we try to fight against those people, we actually are damaging what Christ paid for. We need to go after what Christ defeated and lay hold of the victory that he gave us. You know, it says in the word that the um, God told Jesus to sit at my right hand while I make your enemies your footstool. We're supposed to be those going out. Uh, the gates of hell will not prevail against us. We go against those strongholds in Jesus' name, break them down, yeah. and yes. uh, set the captives free. Those people are in captivity. They are in bondage. And if we're beating on them, they're, we have to understand they're in bondage. We're beating on them. And there's mm-hmm. nothing they can do. They're they're in bondage. We have to go against what's binding them and set them free in Jesus' name. Amen. So, yeah, this is such – I mean, I'm so glad you picked this to start because this is, this is ground zero of how we deal with people in the office. And, and I'll be honest with you, it's a struggle. Uh, it's probably been the biggest struggle of my life is Come on. not – getting angry and lashing out at people it's like do you ever you know i've i've wondered in my life okay how do you get stoned to death and say lord forgive them for they know not what they do how do you get to that place the place is found in here and when you understand that you're battling against spiritual wickedness and spiritual realm and those people are in bondage and it opens up a level of grace and love for those people that will defeat the enemy because the enemy does not want you to operate in love. He wants you to operate out of anger and bitterness. And, and a, he wants you to attack him physically because he's got you. If you attack him physically, he's got you beat. If you attack him spiritually, he's defeated. Back at you, Coach. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. I hope you guys getting this in. This is it because so often, you know, we look at just like Coach Andy said, we want to, man, you come up and you're going to talk junk to me and don't think you're not going to get junk talk back to you. Come on now. But the word tells us, the word tells us to start praying for those because he made a great point. Those that come out like that are in bondage. And a lot of times don't even know they're in bondage. Mm-hmm. They're lashing out at you out of their state of being in bondage. See, 
The word says, who the son says free, he's free indeed. So if you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are free. But until you realize you are free, you'll still stay in bondage. Amen. And the point to know that you are free is following the word. So when these knuckleheads come at you, when these things come at you, yeah, do what the word says. Start praying for them. Start praying for him. Jesus was hanging on the cross, dying, and before his last breath, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Mm. Hey, man, this is good stuff, Coach. Coach Tut, this guy's in the back. He just asked this question, and I want you to break it down for him. He says, what does these principalities and powers look like? Sure, it can't look like my wife. No, it can't look like my children. What is, I mean, does it have two heads, three heads? What does this look like, these principalities and powers that are trying to wrestle with me? Come on, Coach Tut, break it down for me. If your eyes are open, you're going to see these principalities. The enemy will try and use whatever is around you that he can to distract you from the mission that God has for you. Uh, you know the enemy is the the enemy is the best salesman that ever lived. He wakes up every morning and comes to your door and continues to try to tell you a lie. And you choose, you know, whether to give in or not. And it's always a different sales pitch. Mm. You know, he knows exactly what your weaknesses are. He he tracks exactly what you've been interested in what you haven't been interested in you know he he knows you well enough but he doesn't control you unless you allow him to you know he is going to try he will try and use your kids he will try and use your wife he will try and use social media he'll try and use whatever it is that you allow to come in through your eyes and ears he can try and use against it but what mm. the enemy would use for evil, God will use for good every time. You know, the, the mm. pain that we go through when we start following God is growth. You know, there's you have to you have to allow the old self to die off. And the pain that we go through is that death of the old self. Right. You know, we're told we're told that uh, uh, I just had it written down. Um, but we know that we know that when we go through struggle, you know, iron mm-hmm. has to go through the furnace to be purified. You know, Amen. gold has to go through to be purified. You have to get the ore out in order to get the quality product. Right. You know, and so when we go through the fire, that's that's our growth. That's our purification. You know, when we have people that come against us, it's a test of faith. How we respond to them displays our faith. If we show kindness the way that God told us to, the way that Jesus showed us kindness, then we're then we're strong in our faith. We're walking in that faith. You know, but when a guy comes up and he starts hustling you, if you turn around and give him the exact response that he wants, usually he's coming at you because he's got something going on in his own life that he's unhappy with, and he wants to be able to lash out. 
you know, but if you show them love, if you say, hey, what's going on, you know, tell me what's going on, how can I help? It's not the response they ever expect. Mm. You have to show love to show how Jesus has impacted your life. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good stuff. Good stuff, guys. Well, I hope you've been getting the tone of what's been saying, what's been said so far, and what the coaches coaches have been saying. If you hadn't, let me give you let me let me let me clear it up for you. We are at war. We are at war. And the thing about it, and I'm gonna give you a news flash here, whether you're in Christ or out of Christ, you're still at war. If you're in Christ, you're at war because you're there. If you're not in Christ, you're at war because they want to keep you there. So you don't have a choice. But I say to you, as Desmond Tutu, the great Desmond Tutu said when he was standing in a conference in Johannesburg, South Africa, you might as well get on the winning side. And that is the winning side with Jesus Christ. You can stay there all you want, but guess what? You're still going to get beat up. You're still going to go through a level of trouble and turmoil. But the thing about it, in Christ, we have the promises that are just yea and amen that we can lean on, and they will come to pass. They will come to pass. But Coach Newton, man, look. Sir. Hey, I'm, man, just, who are these rulers, man? I just want to find him, and I just want to bust him right in the mouth because, you know what, he's been wrecking my life. I'm on my second mm. marriage. I'm, 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 I'm on my fourth job, and it seems like I, I, I'm doing this Jesus thing, but he's just keep wrecking my life. Explain to him who these rulers are in, in, in heavenly places, in hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Man, break it down for him. They need some help, Coach Newton. Get him out of that hole. Come on. Uh, well, I'll try not to get kicked out the game, but it, 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 it's quite simple. See, we have to understand one thing. When you are saved, there's a whole nother shift that happens. See, people don't realize that when you have joined the team, and I say this all the time, and I make an analogy out of it so people can understand it. See, we have a team called or a show called SmackDown, right? A lot of y'all know what that is. Y'all men out there know what that is. And then we have a show called Raw. Now, the difference between the shows, right, is that when you are on Team Raw, guess what? You are not in operation of what God requires of you. Uh Uh-oh. See, we are going based on our own ideologies, what the devil may have whispered in our ear, and we've adopted things because we've built our own kingdoms. And you wonder why you keep bumping your head every time you try to progress in this natural world. You're not going to be able to do the same things that a man does that it does not know who Christ is. 
See, that's Come Team on. Raw. See, and when you draft over the SmackDown, see, people don't understand that when you become a part of Team SmackDown, you become a warrior. We call it the warrior of the kingdom. We also talk about the fruits of the spirit. We also talk about the full armor of God. See, we talk about the each attribute of what it is, but don't you understand when you signed your name in the Lamb's Book of Life that you became a warrior of the kingdom? Come on. Think about it, because when you go and you mature in the faith, you're being built spiritually to deal with the stuff of life. Now, all of us, I'll be transparent, sometimes you get to a point like Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 4, right? He was, a, he was tired. He was running. He had no more strength. And he said, I'd rather die. Take my life. See, but when, see, the Lord hears our cry. And in, and in the text it says he didn't accept Elijah's letter of resignation. He told him, you're not going to quit, sir. I still have a work that needs to be done. Uh-oh. And there was still life to be lived. I have a call and a purpose for your life, and I don't need you in this point of your maturity to run out of strength. The Lord will give you all you need tomorrow, the next day, the day after, and future when you tap in to the so oh my God, to the source of God, you will be the conqueror that you are designed to be. Man, y'all better take, coach, I'm about to get kicked out. You take it back to you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Man, look, if you're listening today, if you're listening right now, I'm going to declare it for you. If you're struggling with this question, why don't I just quit? If you're struggling with things where you question who you are in Christ, if you're struggling today, today is your breakthrough. Today is your breakthrough. See, because what the, me and the coaches have been talking about and the, and the overall tone, we're at war. But let's get to the front line. Let's get to where it all starts. That war that we're battling with is in the battlefield of the mind. God wants to trans. Matter of fact, let's go to Romans 12. Romans 12. And, and I want to show you in the word. I don't want you to take my word for it. I want you to take God's word. Because, see, if... That's where the enemy is going to attack you the most is in your mind. And if he can win that war in your mind, then he has the opportunity to make you want to quit. How does he do this? Because he throws you in this emotional arena 
that you cannot navigate through unless you start to put on the mind of Christ, unless some things start to happen for you. I've been there. I've been there. And and what I'm saying is we're going to give you the tools that I'm not saying it won't kick off, but we're going to give you some tools today that you can navigate out of that emotional arena and get back on track. Now, Romans 12, verse 2, and this is another portion of Scripture that you may have heard. You may have heard for the first time, but we're going to break it down because your breakthrough is here today. Romans 12 and 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The perfect will of God. But it only starts, Coach, last when we start getting to that place where we can be renewed in the mind. Coach Lash, these guys are struggling and they desperately need your help. How do they begin to renew their mind? Help them out, Coach. We got to get them off stuff. You got the floor. Yes, sir. Well, uh, Really, uh, if we can go to Philippians 4, it, uh, in 8, it tells us that whatever is true, whatever is good. Um, actually, let me bring that up just because I may mess it up. Uh, in, uh, uh, it's, uh might mess it up if I try to just quote it. But it tells us. Philippians, Philippians 4 and what? Yeah, it says. Uh, uh, Four and eight says, finally, brothers Four and sisters, eight. whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Wow. You know, that's the way we renew our mind by thinking yeah. on things that are good. There's, We get a choice in life. And, uh, you know, I was thinking a little earlier when we were talking, uh, so many times we want to blame the principalities and powers. And there, and that is, that's very real. You know, we, we do fight against flesh and blood. But James reminds us in chapter 1, uh, verse 13, he tells us, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot tempt Amen. Be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone, but each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Mm. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. And if you combine these two verses, where Paul's telling us in Philippians 4 to think on these things, the good things, mm-hmm. the noble things, mm-hmm. praiseworthy, and James is telling us, don't be tempted when you're drawn away by your desires and enticed by the lust of the flesh. So we move away from the lust of the flesh and, and avoid those, and instead think of those things that are good. And uh, that 
builds that in us where our life begins to um, reflect that. Um, you know, you you will be holy and righteous if you think holy and righteous things. And uh, you really are. It's like uh, Jesus said, it's not what goes into you that defiles you. It's what comes out. And if you want Amen. good stuff to come out, you have to make sure that what's in you is good. Uh, and so we just want to reject the bad and stay with the good. And it's not that there's not. I think one of the things I wanted just to point out, though, is a lot of times people say the devil made me do it. And oftentimes it's not. Oftentimes it's us that gave in to something. Now, the devil may have been sitting on your shoulder cheering you on while you went, but he probably didn't have to do a whole lot of work. Sometimes I don't think he has to show up to the fight. Sometimes I think we beat ourselves up. And uh, he's he'll, once you start moving to a certain level, and that's what we've been talking about on Thursdays, uh, you know, where that we uh the kingdom man where mm-hmm. you know when you step out of bed does the devil take notice and you get to a certain mm-hmm. level where you're full of these good things and you're just you are become a threat to the enemy where you when you go to hurting people and you bring healing and love and life come on then the enemy's going to take notice and he's going to come after you but if you're at the low level where you're just like you're not even reading your Bible, not really, and you're just being led around by your own fleshly desires, chances are the devil's not even worried about you. He's he's looking for the folks like Coach D and Coach Tut, Coach Newton that are running around doing things that are changing changing the, the landscape spiritually. He's, he's going after those folks. And so uh, yes. I just yes. want to encourage that because, we don't want to blame the devil for everything. <laughs> Amen. 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 Good stuff. Good stuff. You know, see, let's, let me read that verse one more time. This is Romans 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Coach Tut, there's a whole lot here. And I think the guys are getting confused because they know they have two, two options here within this scripture. Either conform or transform. Can you explain to them the dangers of conforming? Come on now. We want them to get them on the right track. So help them out. You got the floor. When you conform to things of this world, it, you start giving in to everything that society tells you you should do. All the, You get so wrapped around all the things of this earth, but none of that is going to matter at the end of the day. You know, you start getting you start getting concerned about the amount of money that you make or the type of house that you live in or the type of car that you drive or, you know, how many likes you get on social media or how much, how big your following is. You know, these are all things that are they're all extrinsic, they're all outside the world. You know, but when you start getting wrapped up in it, then you start to base your own value off of the return that you get from the world. You know, the human nature tells us that people are selfish. 
mm-hmm. you know, you're not always, you're going to have a very fickle response depending on what it is that you're putting out. And so over time, you end up conforming to where you start putting out what you think they want to see. You're not putting out your authentic self anymore. You change, you conform to what they think you should be based off of what other people are. You know, mm-hmm. but when you're transformed by the renewing of your mind, you know, you're walking in the path that God has for you, and there is no greater joy that will come from walking in the purpose that God has for you. You know, when you conform to the world, then you're distracted. You're constantly walking. You do what you're doing. You don't look to the source, the creator that made you, who made you with a purpose. He made you to fill a purpose that only you could fill. Right. You are the only person that can succeed at what he's tasked you with. But if you never go to him to find out what that is, and to start walking that path, then you're doing yourself a disservice because right. I promise you the the people that might be giving you likes and follows now are not always going to be there. Come on. But God always is. God Come is on. there every second, every day. There's the, he is, even when you feel that he's that you're not talking to him or that he's not talking to you, I promise you it's you. He is always there waiting to restart the conversation with you, but you have to look to him and actually engage with him to start that conversation again. <laughs> no, sorry. I, I, had, I had to, yeah, I, I just had to give Coach, Coach Tut a flag on a play. I'm sorry about that, but he was hitting <laughs> on some corns. Back to you, Coach. <laughs> Don't apologize for it. It won't be the last one. You better keep that happy happy ready. You know, I, uh, I I have in in part of my time away, there's an amazing book called Un- uh, Unoffendable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the reason why Earlier you were talking about how Jesus' last words on the cross were, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. God, Jesus knew human nature. Right. He knew exactly how they were. So despite all the awful things that were done to him, he was never surprised by it. It never caught him off guard. He knew that this is just how they are. You know, so he never took offense. He, he never had to because he understood that that's how people are. You know, we as kingdom followers, we people look for opportunities to be offended or to offend others. You know, we have to move past that and we have to choose not to hang on to our anger towards people. It's easy. It's really easy to pray for people that we like. But oh, yeah. you really want to follow the path that God has for you. Pray for people that irritate the bejesus out of you. <laughs> There's strength that comes in it, and God rewards it. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You want to talk about being transformed? Pray for people that irritate you. Amen. Amen. Woo! 
Say that one more time. Right? We got to put that out on the street one more time. Say it one more time, Coach. If you want to really know what it is to be transformed instead of conformed to this world, pray for people that irritate you. Genuinely mm-hmm. pray for them. Don't pray that a flower pot falls off the windowsill and hits them in the head or that they, you know, that their brakes go out. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about genuinely praying for their well-being. You know, pray for the guy that cuts you off in traffic. Pray for the guy that, you know, talks all kinds of craziness. Pray for the people that you have a hard time praying for and watch your faith grow. Amen. Hallelujah. Personal foul. That's it. Number 56 on the offense. On the ground. That's a 15-yard penalty from the previous spot. Replay third down. Yes, sir. This may be the first football game where they have to put a penalty box like in hockey. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought I would be getting the flag today. Good night. (laughs) Hallelujah. This is good stuff. Well, you know, man, you guys are hitting on so many good stuff. Hey, if you're listening out here, I hope you're taking notes. Today is your breakthrough. And these coaches are giving you stuff to elevate you. See, when you get in alignment, you get elevated. And what they're doing is they're aligning your thinking because we all go through that process. We all, we, we all have to, we're human. And sometimes we go through that process. But Coach Newton, man, the question that came up over the, over the air just a minute ago, Romans 12.1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Then the Apostle Paul goes into 12.2, which we've been talking about, and do not be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and an acceptable and perfect will of God. Well, Coach Newton, the guys are saying, man, I'm trying to live in that perfect will of God, but I got these Folks keep pushing my buttons, man. I got my wife acting a fool. I got the kids pushing my buttons. My boss is pushing my buttons. And I'm trying to hold on. Help them out, Coach Newton. They keep getting their buttons pushed, but they're trying to be holy and acceptable to God. What would you say to them? Come on. Well, this is a perfect question for me because I was that guy. I was the one that was just going to go straight off. No questions asked. You ain't got to tell me twice. But see, what I had to understand is that sometimes when you are going through a change or a shift, especially as a man, see, we go through different phases. You know, we have our 20 phase, and then we got our 30 phase, and then we have our 40 phase where we think we're 20 and then we pass that phase a little bit and then we get into the 50s and so on. Well, see, those are phases. And as you grow, you understand not only as a man in the natural, but in the spiritual, there's an anti-serum for your madness. It's called relationship with Christ. Okay, I keep hearing you say that, so what are you talking about? Well, I'm glad you asked. See, this not only affects you, 
it affects people around you. Just like I'm going to add this element, Coach D, in regards to quitting. See, we lash out because we're being challenged to change. Uh-oh. See, we don't like being corrected as men. We don't like having to make no changes because I developed my own kingdom here on earth. Uh-oh. See, well, I got news for you, too. Sometimes when it comes to understanding who God is, you have to understand one thing. Change is going to happen. I don't care how much you try to deny it, how stubborn you can be. God is going to change you from the inside out. See, we get intellectual with this stuff, Coach. We try to outsmart, outwit, outthink, but God does not care about our intellect. He only cares about our heart posture. Uh Uh-oh. And that's where all the attitude comes from. So to answer your question, if your heart ain't in it or your heart ain't right, just like in your natural situation, guess what? It's going to fail. Just like in your spiritual, if you don't put your relationship in God, guess what? It's going to affect your natural. Why? Because you never put in the work. Uh Uh-oh. So what do you expect when you go through some stuff? What do you expect when you snapping on people and you have no control of your mouth, Pete? What do you think that your attitude will start to stink and you start rubbing it on other folks that's trying to help you? But what God Mm -hmm. does, and this is what I love about my Savior, Brother Don, sometimes he will put you in a place of isolation so God can use his spiritual power on your life. See, sometimes we got to be punched in the gut. Yeah, I said it. Because some of us are so stubborn that we don't want to hear nothing. We don't want to hear the voice of God. we rather keep our attitude, sit in our lazy boy chair, but when we expect God to move, he ain't going to move on my behalf because your attitude and your heart posture stinks. Uh-oh. I- I'm going to get in trouble with this one. Personal foul. Yeah. Uh, Number 56 uh, on the offense. Hit the player oh, the my line. gosh. That's a 15-yard penalty from the previous spot. Replay third down. Uh, see, Coach Chris, now, I, brought, I brought Chip from Dip for the penalty box. So. <laughs> 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 well, I'm about to catch Coach Tut in these penalties, but I'm just saying uh, it doesn't make any sense to me, Brother Don, that we have all the tools in front of us but we don't want to right. pick up the manual to read it. Uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble with that one, right. too. We all lost three people just on that comment. See, I, I have to understand that transformation has to come and start with me. If it doesn't start and stop with me, how do I expect to affect other people if I'm not even trying to change for myself? It can affect not only your relationship in the natural with your spouse. Uh Uh-oh. It can also affect your relationship in your workplace. 
Uh-oh. It can also affect your relationship in your church ministry. Uh-oh. It can also mess you up in even the men's group. Why? Because we too busy bumping chests and bumping heads and comparing brain pads, but God doesn't care about how smart, how much we got, how many boats we got in our garage, how many antique cars we got ready for the car show. He don't care about that. All he cares about is your heart posture. So make a choice. Put your heart on the table and let God be God. I'm done, Coach D. Uh, all right. I'm done. All right. I'm done. Back to you. <laughs> Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You know, you know, this thing is, man, the coaches are firing on all cylinders today. And, you know, the thing that, that I've learned in the coaches, and I hope you get this tone, conformity is the easy way. You know, that's the backseat stuff. That's the stuff that you don't really want to change. You just want to take what little, your, what little change you have and apply it to it. And so often we allow conformity to be the norm. See, we're supposed to be set apart. We're supposed to be sanctified. We're a peculiar people. That means we do not conform. That means that our thinking, we can't be at the water cooler around the coffee pot talking like everybody else when we know it's wrong. But sometimes that's easy because we don't want to stick out. We don't want to stand out. We don't want to be the, the round peg in a bunch of square holes around there. We want to be... We want to be just like everybody else. We want to conform. And see, when you start, you know, the word says a little bit of leaven spoils the whole lump. And it doesn't take but a little bit. So you always got to be on guard. And then Coach Tuck brought it out eloquently. You always got to be on guard where you're at, what you say, and what's being said. There's nothing wrong with that. I used to be one of those guys. I wanted to be one of the guys, guys. I wanted to go to church, serve Christ, but I still wanted to hang with all the guys out there, drinking, smoking, running women, blah, 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 doing this. Because you know what? I figured, okay, all right, well, they'll see my life, and they'll want to change. But at that point in time, I wasn't strong enough to show them enough to change. I wasn't. I didn't have a group of guys like the coaches holding me accountable. And that, and that's one thing that I, I will I will say to you if you're listening today, one of the most critical things in this war is accountability. Find you someone in your local church or your local um, community there that 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 is like minded with you, that wants to follow and love Jesus, to hold you accountable. That's going to be critical. That's a very critical component. Because we can't run rogue out here and think we're going to win. We can't think we're going to be the only one doing special ops for the kingdom of heaven. No, we need a team. We need a band. We need a body that's together, that's doing this on one accord, doing the things that God has purposed for us to do out of the word of God and pull together. That's going to be a critical component. And that's what I love. And you heard Coach Last uh, often 
um, mentioned Mighty Men's Training Institute, MMTI, because those are a group of brothers that are holding. Uh-oh. We lost you. Hey, I'd like to share just a little thing in relation to that, and it's a, kind of a little testimony, but I'll, uh, I had felt myself not having the accountability and the encouragement and strength of having uh, fellow believers, particularly men, in my life. And uh, I, uh, I began to start praying for that. And I started praying, uh, asking the Lord for that. I asked the Lord to give me accountability, to give me men in my life that would... Uh, Encouraged me that we'd be able to, that I'd be able to pray with, that I'd be able to share with, and you know what was neat is, uh, uh, it happened over a period of time, not, I mean it was about a month, uh, but after that, not only he gave me more than I could hope or imagine, he uh, he moved me into the same work aisle where Coach Tut and Coach D are at, so he moved me. We didn't even know that each other were, you know, we didn't know each other. The Lord moved me into that aisle, working with them, and then brought me into uh, them, which also introduced me to Mighty Men's Training Institute. And so now I went having no men in my life to to help, encourage, and to pray with, and just and to having men all over the country. And so it's a uh, if you God wants you to have that so much, He will answer that prayer. You know He. He is a God that answers prayer, but don't be afraid to pray and ask him for it, and he, you will see him move. And it'll just be another wonderful testimony you'll be able to share with people to encourage them. Amen. Amen. And Amen. Especially, especially if you're new to your faith, it's you have to look at it where finding other men that are new to their faith to grow with is great. But there needs to be someone who has the fruits of the Spirit in their life to help you to grow. Because when you're new to it, you're still going to be drawn by the flesh. And there needs to be guidance to help to keep you from backstepping or backsliding. It may happen, but there needs to be wisdom that comes along with someone that's been walking the path for a while you know, to be able to pass that wisdom on to you to help you to avoid some of those missteps. Amen. Well, I'm going to tell you, we, we, we must be rattling the gates of hell because I just got dropped for no reason. My phone just went dead. Everything went dead. So I know we're hitting on some demonic nerves today. And I sure. thank God for it. I thank God for it because these men that are listening today are going to be set free. Well, I was just giving a side note that that, that Coach Coleman is in the building. He uh, had some prior obligations, but he said, man, this stuff is too good for me to miss all the way out. So he's here with us today. Coach Coleman, you out there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Pleasure to be with y'all one more time in the locker room, in the locker room. Amen. Well, Coach, I don't know how much you've heard so far, but man, we've been we've been man, we've been busting down some strongholds. 
left and right. Where we're at was in Romans 12, Romans 12. And we're talking about we have two choices. You can either conform or be transformed. That's what Romans 12 and 2 says. And do not be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You got anything you want to touch on before we move on, Coach Coleman, about being conformed or transformed? The choice is yours. You have the floor, sir. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, this this holds true back to the same original choice. Um, Don't know if you already touched on it. The original choice that Adam had You had a choice to either do it God's way Or do it your way um, And the question becomes What happens when you do it your way Well I think we all Can uh, uh, kind of witness uh, Can attest to the fact that doing it our way uh, Has some serious Repercussions um, So here we stand Because one man chose To do it his way and not God's way um, and, uh, you know, whatever excuses that were made up, it didn't matter because they made them up. Um, and, uh, they did not, you know, help us get to where we are. But the great, grateful thing about it is, a uh, good thing about it is rather, is that what we could not do, God chose to do, to give us another opportunity to make the right choice every day, every day. Every day, every day you wake up, you get to make the right choice again. I don't care where you've been or what you've done, what you think you've done wrong. Uh, God says he will restore the years of the canker worm, caterpillar, and many other things have stolen from you. It's just making the right choice today. And um, I share this with you. I, I know specifically in Deuteronomy 30 and 19 happens to be my favorite scripture this year. Uh, probably in years to come, but it says specifically, God says, I set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. And God loves you so much that he's cho- he tells you to choose life. So every day you get to choose life. Every day you choose God's way, you choose better life. You choose abundant life. And I want to let you know that every day you choose, you, you decide to say, no, I'm going to do it my way. Uh, then that means you fall into your own hands. And God help you. God help you. Well, the only help you can get comes from you. So I'm going to leave it there, Doc, and then turn it right back over your hands. So. Amen. Amen. See, the thing about it is, you know, what the enemy wants you to do, if he can get you conforming, he can get you in this emotional arena. And I love the way the coaches have been putting it. It cannot be your way. It always has to be God's way. You know, there was a saying that uh, uh, I heard at a conference. The guy said, it's not my way, but it's Yahweh. Yahweh being the name of God. It's not my way, but it's Yahweh. And we we have to always remember that because, you know, if we're left up unto our own understanding, we're going to fall short every single time. Mm-hmm. Every single time. The Bible tells us, lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways. Now I want to show you something because remember we said that, that if, if not careful, nobody is, is void of this. That's why you got to be on guard at all times. 
Turn with me while you got your Bibles open to Genesis chapter 20. Genesis chapter 20. And I'm 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 going to I'm going to read I'm not going to read the whole thing for the sake of time, but I want to pull out some things within Genesis chapter 20. And verse 1 says that Abraham journeyed from the south and dwelt before Kadesh and Shur and stayed at Gagar. Now Abraham said of his of Sarah his wife, she is my sister, and Emlech the king of Gigar sent and took Sarah. So he was going to take Sarah for his one of his wives. But God came to Emlech in a dream and said to him, Indeed, you are a dead man because of the woman who you have taken, for she is a man's wife. Now, let me point you down to verse 10 because Right there, God came to King Amalek and told him in a, in a dream that, um, I mean, yeah, in a dream that he wasn't supposed to do it. So he called Abraham in verse 10. Then Amalek said to Abraham, what did you have in view that you have done this thing? And Abraham said, because I thought surely the fear of God is not in this place and they would kill me on the count of my wife but yet indeed she is truly my sister she is the daughter of my father but not my, the daughter of my mother and she became my wife see the, what i want to point out here too is when you conform you affect others other than yourself you always mm. have to your mind stay steady on jesus as a man if you're a husband your conformity can affect your family. That's why it's important to be transformed. That's why we have to always stay in the words, be accountable, and pray. But Coach Tut, how deep can this run if we can get to that point where we're affecting our family with our conformity? Come on, sir, talk to him. Help him out a little bit. You got the floor. This can run down to the core. As men, we are the pastors of our home. We're supposed to set the example. And how can we expect for our kids to be better than us if we're not doing what we need to do to show them the path? If we give in, if we give in to conformity and we allow that to be present in our home, it's a choice. We're choosing to allow that to be present. Then what we're doing is we're setting our kids up for struggles down the road. From this day forward, no matter what you've been doing, it's a choice where you choose success or failure for your kids because you're giving them the ability, you're giving them the skill set, you're showing them, you're demonstrating to them what it is or isn't to be a Christ follower. And it doesn't matter if it's boys or girls, because it all impacts. You know, the, the, the path of Christ is not gender specific. You know, as men, we have the responsibility to raise our children up in the faith. And that means letting them see us walk our faith. 
If we're not, we're doing them a disservice, and we're certainly not able to qualify ourselves as following the path that God has for us if we're not actively walking them down that path. Amen. Amen. Woo! Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Wow. Man, I hope you guys that are listening out here getting this, man. This stuff, I'm telling you, this this topic right here is really something. Why shouldn't I quit? Because, you know, there's so many forces out there that wants you to quit. There's so many things that is looking for your failure. There's so many things that wants to tell you you're not worthy, what you're doing doesn't matter, doesn't count. It's null and void. But we're here today to say that's a lie. And we are praying that God is going to set you back on track on fire. Because you know what? All the coaches here, we're going to have to, this race, we can't run forever. We're going to have to pass the baton to somebody at some point in time. And we Mm. pray that it's you that's listening out here. And we want to get you to the point where you can understand that God's going to use you in a mighty way. And then you can be here, a coach on the locker room. And we can go into the Hall of Fame and retire and be done with this. This this is not just for us. This is for you to get you to that point. But, you know, I want to touch, touch on this thing, and I really want to hit it home before we, we, we get out of here. It seems like, man, it seems like time just, wow, it just flew by on me. I didn't already didn't know we only got roughly about a half hour left in the show. But what does transformation look like? You know, we've been talking about conformity. We've seen what conformity, but what does transformation look like? Mm. Transformation looks and feels and sounds, or let me put it to you like this. Transformation or being transformed is simply being obedient no matter what it looks like, smells like, tastes like feel like it's being obedient. Personal foul. Number 56 on the offense. Hit a player on the ground. That's a 15-yard penalty from the previous spot. Replay third down. I'm sorry, Coach. Hey, man. Uh, hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> See, Romans 12 and 12 and 2 says, do not be Conform, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may um, – let me me go there again because I want to make sure – I'm like Coach Andy now. I don't want to quote it out of context. I want to make sure I got it right. Um, Romans 12 and 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Now – I think I was at Coach Newton, wasn't I? Man, I've been backing uh, and rolling. But, uh, yes, sir. I'm I back? believe I'm next. I believe I'm next. Okay. Yes sir. yes, sir. Now, look. Obedience. If we got to think about it, if you go to Romans 8 and 6 and 7, it says, For to be kindly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. Coach, 
help them out. How can they be obedient? Because sometimes this thing just don't make sense. I'm trying mm. to make sense of it, but I don't know how to do it. How can I be obedient even though when it doesn't make sense? Come on, talk to him, coach. You got him. Let's go. Well, I just might beat Coach Tut with this statement. See, the problem is we are so prideful and when God gives us an opportunity to shift gears and to change who we are, we like to hold on to the old stuff. See, it tells us that now the mind of the flesh is death. It gives us the warning way before, both now and forever, it says, because it pursues what? Sin. So if our mind is not fixed on God, if we don't fix our mind on the things of God, if we don't develop our relationship with God, and if our heart posture does not conform to the relationship of God, therefore our penalty is what? Death. But mind the spirit, we will have what? Life and what? Peace. The spiritual well-being that comes from what? Walking with God, but now and forever. See, we have to understand one thing. Why do you think as men of God we're attacked so much? Think about it. Why do you think that every time we try to do something in the natural realm, we're always being confronted by nonsense, stuff falling through, people ain't coming through, Mm -hmm. all the stuff. You get a demotion on your job. You might even get a pink slip. But see, when you are trying to elevate in God and you're changing who you are, the adversary likes to put you on the chopping block just to test your faith and test your heart posture and your mind. See, you will never be transformed, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't put your heart on the operating table. The heart and the love of God is connected. See, we got a carnal heart. We don't know how our heart's going to go from left to right. But if you keep it fixed on God, you will be able to be transformed not only from the heart posture of our relationship, but your mind will be affected by the spirit of God because you have put your heart, your pride, your arrogance, your money. Yeah, I said it. Your money, your car, your home, all the stuff that men we strive for to do all this stuff to build our kingdom. Kingdoms, but we're not even trying to build our kingdom for God. Oh, oh my God. See, <laughs> we got to submit ourselves to God. See, God developed the relationship with who first. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. 
What mm-hmm. was the key thing that made Adam great before Eve? Relationship. Why was it so vital for God? I said, you know what? We are on the same sheet of music, Adam. Yeah, we can flow like butter. We can flow like a river. So let me go ahead and make you a companion because I cannot give that to you. So I'm going to put you to, oh my. See, y'all don't see the significance here. See, when you are in God, when you have relationship in God, he will put you to sleep. Oh my God. See, when he puts you to sleep, your psyche your psycho mind, your physical mind, your finite mind, your body, soul, and heart will be put to sleep so God can form. Oh, my God. Y'all not seeing this. See, God will put us to sleep as men because he has a covenant with us. See, we forgot that we have a power with God when we just link up with the Father and we know who we are as men of God, that we are so connected to him that when we go to sleep, Oh, my God. God will move and shift and make sure that our relationship with him is solid. You know what? I am ejecting myself out the game, Coach D, because I think I unmessed everything up here. So I'm ejected. So back to you. Oh, my goodness, my my coaching staff, man, uh, Coach Tuck said it best. He just, he just told me that four reps don't need rotator cuff surgery when he's done today because he's been showing so many Hey, man, so, I mean, this thing is, and I think that's the biggest thing that I had to overcome in in in, in, in one thing that kept me going where I didn't want to quit is I had to set my heart to be obedient no matter what it looks like. Because, see, if, as long as we let our emotional, our emotions in the driver's seat, we're going to be tossed to and fro. We don't have the ability to know each and everything that we need to know. That's why we have to Stay in prayer and be guided. You know, I think it's John 16 and 13 says it best, that we have to understand that there's been an advocate here on our behalf by way of the Holy Spirit to help guide and direct us. So you don't have to feel like you got to get it all right now. All you got to do is ask. And that's the beauty about this thing. A lot of times, and, and, and we're hoping we're, we're touching you right now. Before you quit, try this. Because I'm going to show you something here. Turn with me to the book of Acts in the ninth chapter. And I'm going to try to, I got to read all these verses because we, we got we to set it on the floor. Um, we're going to read the 10th through the 19th. And I'm reading out of the New King James. Now, there was a certain disciple in Damascus named Ananias, and to him the Lord said in the vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. 
And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming and putting his hands on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered the Lord, I have heard many, I've heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has, and, and he, and here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things we must suffer for. I, I must. I, for I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, "Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit." Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had, so when he had received food and was strengthened, then Saul spent some days with the disciples in Damascus. Transformed mind, transformed life, being obedient. Coach Coleman, how important is it not to fall under? our own way, but to know that God's way, we may be helping somebody out if we are truly willing to be transformed. Help them out, Coach Coleman. They need you, man. They're hurting. You got the floor. I think one of the quickest examples I could use is uh, Samson. Um, Mm -hmm. Someone who uh, started to do things his own way. Um, and as much as you would uh, like to argue whether or not he was anointed, I don't know if you read your Bible, but God anointed him and he kept he kept moving forward, but he never got to the point <clears throat> that he could have. He never reached his full potential uh, to the point where he actually, as you would imagine, lost his vision, both spiritually and naturally. Amen. So to give you a good understanding, when you lose your 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 spiritual vision. At which God has for you, you can lose those things in the natural as well. And uh, he, 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 he did not, yeah, 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 yeah. He did not do things God's way. Um, as a matter of fact, sometimes we can choose to sulk and not getting what we want. We can wish that we would have gotten things done another way and why God didn't bless us this way, why didn't we get X, Y, and Z. And we use it as a reason to do it our way. Mm-hmm. That is not the reason. That is not the reason. There's a scripture that says his ways are above our ways and his thoughts are above our thoughts. The understanding mm-hmm. is that we we must then align ourselves with God. And when we align ourselves with God, we have no choice but to elevate and come up higher. Because Amen. that means that his thoughts become our thoughts. His ways become our ways. And as we do so, we, we operate in the spirit of love and excellence. There's no doubt in my mind that things are just going to produce the way they ought to produce. That God is just going to, things are just going to align because God is a righteous God. So in other words, he wants you to do things righteously. I know we talk about excellence. I know we do. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. excellence, in the, excellence in the kingdom of God is doing things in a righteous manner. Come on. That's the excellence Come in the on. kingdom of God. That's, 
excellence in the kingdom of God is doing things in such a righteous manner that you 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 um, provoke the hand of God to move upon you and to do greater things in your life because He's pleased with you. And the, and the, and the, kind of sum it up. There's a man who walked with God so well that God took him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all remember him, but his name is Enoch. Enoch. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, he walked with God so well that God took him. He said, I'm, I'm taking you on up here with me. Uh, he never, he did not see death yet. How about that? Mm. Um, before we go in another direction. But we need to yeah. be able to get to that point where God is pleased with us, that he Amen. wants to take us up higher. He wants to take us up higher. I'll say again, he desires to take us up higher, that we might see things at a different vantage point and a different perspective. So I'm going to challenge you. I mean, I'll say, all right, uh, if you want to take the field, you want to run the ball, you want to score a touchdown, you want to win the game, then you got to run the right play. Don't get out there and make Ooh. the play. Son. Don't get up there and make stuff up while you're on the field. Don't do that um, because you think that's the right. No, no, run the play that God has put, that God has prescribed for you, and you'll see success. You'll see victory. So, yeah, let's get in the line. That's important. It's important because some of us have not seen the level of success that we should because we've not been obedient. Mm, we've not. Amen. I'm going to take it up. I'm going to take it up a little higher. We've not trusted God. We've not trusted Uh-oh. God. Uh-oh. Right. Uh-oh. So you you really want to get there? <laughs> right. You want to get there? You got to trust God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I see. I get to get in the penalty box. Y'all not alone. Y'all not alone today. I'm, I'm turning it back over to you there, Coach. Back to you. Back to you. There's wow. no players on the field. Uh, we, we all getting ejected out the game. Just saying. Oh. Hey, man. Man, Coach Last, Coach Coleman touched on something about, man, Trust in God. Is that part of a renewed mind? Is when we finally can trust God? Coach Lyles, help him out. Break it down for him. Yeah, Coach D. Uh, really, uh, yeah, that's uh, if we're putting our uh, faith and trust and renewing our mind, we, we begin to see in the scriptures and in his word, um, you know, it it builds our faith, and uh, you know, I hear me all the time talking about unbelief versus faith because what happens is we have a measure of faith, but we also mm-hmm. have unbelief. And w- when we meditate on His Word and as we see Him in His Word, that helps wash away that unbelief. And so a lot of people say, oh, my faith is increasing, when really what's happening is they're getting rid of unbelief. They're actually seeing who God is. They're seeing the love of God. They're seeing the the work that he's done and all that he's put in. You know, Jesus went to the cross for the glory set before him, the joy set before him. So, you know, this stuff, the redeeming the world, redeeming us, uh, that not just, you know, healing, but salvation and righteousness, you know, we are the righteousness of God in Christ, you know, that 
stuff, when we see that, it just uh, removes that unbelief that says I'm separated from God and and, and I'm a sinner and I'm uh, incapable of walking in righteousness. It removes all of that. And you begin to uh, walk in hope, you know, laying hold of using hope, laying hold of that uh, promise and claiming it in faith. You know, it gives you the hope to claim in faith the promises that God has given us in his word. And, you know, then we can become like that Enoch generation. They'd be, you know, I say, uh, I think there's going to be in these last days an Enoch generation that's going to walk with God. Um, And that's going to be those people just understand the love of God so much because it's so it's all revealed in his word the word became flesh and walked among us and that was jesus christ the love of god perfect love of god in his scriptures and that's why i will give a plug for reading the word just uh you you know we put so much into our lives of the worldly nature worldliness you know is uh and instead of putting the word in and you cannot uh, spend too much time in the Word of God, even meditating. Amen. You don't have to. You can just ask the Holy Spirit to bring it up and just meditate on it through the day, and just worship Him and thank Him for His Word and what He's doing, and <clears throat> that will transform us. That's that is the key. To transform. That is the key to. Um, having that renewed mind and being able to, when bad things happen, you default to what, you know, people have to wear these little wristbands and say, what would Jesus do? (laughs) But you will never need a wristband to remind you what Jesus did. If you are rooted and grounded in the word, you will always, because you'll, you'll get squeezed and Jesus is going to come out. And, uh, it's just, uh, um, yeah, just thank you for asking that question because that is a, it's a key being transformed and renewed in, in our minds. Back at you, so personal foul. Hey, Hallelujah. Number fifty-six <laughs> on the offense hit a player on the ground. That's a fifteen-yard penalty from the previous spot. Replay third down. <laughs> I guess everybody I getting kicked out the game. Oh, I'm Man, I don't know. <laughs> we step wow. on too many toes, Coach. I'm sorry. We we just mm. hey, Jesus. That that's what we we come to get down and dirty today, you know. Because and you guys listen out there. There's there's things that we can tell you, and you know we can come on and say, oh how blessed you are, and what God's gonna do for you. But there's some everyday stuff we need to talk about. Sure. I mean, there's stuff that we need to, to to get a hold of. Even for me, let me let me let me be a little transparent here. Um, my wife has been sick. We found out that 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 my wife has cancer, and she's been battling that for the last few months. And the enemy has come in and tried to ultimately destroy my family, just mm-hmm. totally destroy my family. Now we were on we were on a wing and a prayer to begin with, you know, because we're a blended family and a lot of things were already tough. 
But let me tell you something. I had to stand back. I had to be Ananias. I had to follow the word no matter what. Because you know what? It's easy getting in yourself when them buttons get pushed. You want to react and you want to justify it with the word later. But no, if you stand in the word, you're already justified. And that's where I chose to do. And it wasn't easy. I had to bite my tongue, my lip, and everything else. I lost a pint of blood biting it so much. Mm. But I had to because I had a made-up mind. I was determined to stand in the word. And guess what? God always showed up. It may not have been the next day. It may not have been the next week. But I held on, and I kept standing in the word. And he'll show up. Because a lot of times, he wants to see what choice you're going to make in these situations. Just like Ananias. Ananias had asked the Lord. He said, wait a minute now. Uh, I heard about this guy's song. He, he's, he's, man, this guy, he's, he's got authority. He's just not somebody out here running wild. He's got authority from the White House. To do what he's doing to the saints. And you want me to go to him? Coach Tut. Man, what was on Ananias' mind that we can take with us and put in our pocket today? I got this boss at work. And the only thing I want to do is choke slam him. But how do I get like Ananias and, like you said, pray for them? Come on, talk to him, Coach Tut. Now, when... With Ananias, the fact that he showed up and followed, despite what his initial hesitation might have been, you know, that's that's critical. We may have some initial reservations that come up when we're first asked to do things. What God asks us to do may not make sense at the time, but through following him, and by trusting him and knowing that he's carried us through the other things that he's asked us to do, the fact that he always shows up, that gives you strength to walk and know that God's not going to lead you down a, a bad path. Every path that he puts you on is going to lead to his glory, and you're not built to understand it. Come on. You may not Come understand on. what, why he's got you taking the step that he's got you taking. It may sound absolutely insane. But it's a step if you're if you're genuinely in communion with God, if you're actively seeking him, then the step will always work to bring him glory. Hallelujah. There's not a person that's listening to this now or in the future that can tell me that God doesn't show up every time that he says he's going to. The only reason why God wouldn't be there is if you doubt that he's going to show up. Come on. If you allow the world to influence you to where you actually doubt the promises of God, that's the only time that those won't come to fruition. If you believe his word, if you trust the promise that he's given you, he always shows up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm, 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 mm. Wow. Good stuff, Coach. Good stuff. 
Coach Newton, we we man, we we got to get back out on the field, but I, you you got to get the guys. I want you to get it, and I'm gonna get Coach Coleman on real quick. But hey, Coach Newton, talk to him. Why? I just want to quit, but you can't because somebody else may be dependent upon you. Mm. And Anais didn't know. He didn't know what was in store. Help him out, Coach. Come on. <laughs> I'll be quick, but if you give God 24 more hours and hang in there, people around you will be encouraged to trust God and hang on. See, and people you meet in the future will also be encouraged to go on because you stayed with a tough situation or ministry because you held on a difficult season of your life, your marriage, your home, your job, you lost it, everything going crazy because I'm being obedient to the spirit because you kept praying for that unsaved loved one because you gave God time to change your situation. Or to change you. Once you face several quitting points of your life, men and overcome them, God begins to give you a vision of the finish line. I know that because I w- I'm going through the same thing right now as we speak. But I know very well that I will have good times. I will also be in the midst of the storm, have bad times, and I will have very dark times. But it doesn't matter because I have already committed myself to reaching the finish line. God won't always give you a vision of a finish line when you're going through a storm, but he will always Mm. give you vision of your next step. Take that step, and you'll be one step closer to fulfilling what God has for you in your storm. Oh, God. Personal foul. Number 56 on the offense. Hitting a player on the ground. It's a 15-yard penalty from the previous spot. Replay third down. Hallelujah. Good stuff. Coach Coleman, we ain't got much time. Let's keep him in the game. I just want to quit. But you gotta stay in the game because somebody might be dependent on you. Coach Coleman, help him out. Let's keep him in the game. You got the floor, sir. Yes, sir. There, I mean, there are many testimonies about those individuals who wanted to quit, um, but they were just on the verge of a breakthrough. There are many mm-hmm. others who wanted to uh, throw in the towel, but uh, you can only imagine what Joe would have felt like. After losing everything, but wow. yet still he persevered. Wow! Right. You can only imagine uh, how how badly he may have wanted to quit. But there is something to be said when you see the testimonies of those in Hebrews 11 chapter as well. Now I'm gonna say this, and I think I'm gonna just leave this alone. But Hebrews 11 chapter goes on to talk about how many people, and and the if you will, the hall of faith. Who did right, all right. that they could, and they pressed on, mm. pressed on. But you get back to 
you know I shared this previously. You get down to verse, I believe it's 39, and it finally says that they basically, they held a torch. They held on to the faith, but they never saw the cross. They never saw the cross of Christ. So I'm telling you right now, you need to just keep holding on and be so much uh, one person that would be in faith that God would do what he did for Abraham, and he counted unto you as righteousness, and you will find that he will not only meet your need, but he will surpass it. You just got to hold on. You just got to hold on. So don't quit. God's got the biggest and the best thing right around the corner for you. I'm telling you right now because he rewards those who diligently seek him. So don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. The enemy wants you to quit. He wants you to give in. He wants you to let go. But don't let go of the promise. Hold on to your faith. I'm going to turn it right back over to you, sir. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Wow. 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 I don't know about you that are listening out there, but I had an experience today. You know, because we all need a little encouragement. You know, David often, you know, I love David, but he often said, uh, you know, sometimes you got to encourage yourself. But when you got teaching, you got coaches like, you need to hold on to this encouragement because we know what you're going through. We know what you're going through. And that's why God's got us here today because this is personal for each and every one of those coaches here. We've had situations and times just like you may be experiencing right now. And, we, you know, the question is real. It's easier to quit. It always is. But we're bringing hope that you don't quit, that you hang in there. Now, I'm going to tell you, I wanted to cover some more stuff, but time just flew by. Tune in the next time. We are going to learn part of the reason that you get wanting or the attitude you want to quit is because you get beat up because you don't know how to put on the armor of God. It's sitting there waiting for you to put it on, but nobody told you how to put it on. So tune in next time. We're going to give you the seven steps of the armor of God that you once you get on the battlefield, because remember I said you're in a war. Whether you're in Christ or out of Christ, there's a war going on. So if you're in Christ, we're going to get you battle-dressed. So tune in next time when we cover this so you'll understand and know how to put on the arm of God. Well, I am Coach D, Coach Chuck, Coach Lash, Coach Coleman, Coach Newton. We had an awesome Holy Ghost time. I love you guys. I appreciate you. And I just thank God for each and every one of you. And I know the listeners out there. They thank God for you, too. And we just hope you got something that I like to say you can put in your pocket and you can take with you. But I'm going to end this one in prayer because this is some heavy-duty stuff that we're covering. So, Father, I just thank you for this evening that we had an opportunity to sit down with you in front of your people. And I just pray that each and every word that was spoken here that was Holy Ghost-inspired, Touch someone somewhere in their heart that they don't quit and that they can come back here and give the testimony to say, I was at the cliff ready to jump, but God turned me around in the locker room. So I thank you, Lord. I praise you. And I ask you to keep them so we can meet again. And God bless my coaches and my coaching staff, Mighty Men's Training Institute. 
to Bridgepoint Church. All you guys, I love you. God bless you. Remember, tune in. We're going to learn about how to put on that armor of God. We love you here at the locker room. Men of purpose, God bless you. We love you. Got to go. Time to get back on the field. Let's get back in the game and turn this thing around. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.